Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. I would like to thank the following supporters for their continuous support. Elizabeth Villamagna, Laura Solarin, Julia Schroeder, Tanya Weber, Alicia Murphy, Jennifer Jones, Marissa Baker, J.J. Hurley, Robin Lee, Zoe Rodriguez, Matilda Smith-Thompson, Shannon Van Scoten, Rebecca Harris, Dana Wilkins, Chantel Dubois-Nishiyama, Hayden England, Laura Furman, Megan Parker, Melissa Halfpint Gilbert, Teresa Trapp, Valerie Williams, The No Agenda Podcast, Sherry Benner, Whitney Griggs, Julia Jin, Chris Cooling from the Forgotten.tv Podcast, Don Roberts, Max Duration, Aaron Wortman, Liz Serha, Brian S., Bobby Young, Lydia Kukuchi, Stacey Corrigan, Avira Dabas, Candy Gleason, Angie Zidava, Gerald Lang from the OSI Files podcast, Megan Eichner, Kitty Bollinger, Jeannie Mitchell, Jeff Griffin, Dean Almanzo Butler, Julia Monin, Whitney Cole, Rebecca Frederick, Angela Bowen from the Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast, Annie Quinn, Jill Stillman, Michelle Plug, Dottie Cashin, Suzanne Holland, Spunky Cheek, Leah Mitchell from the Retro TV Podcast, Chris Hassler from the VHS Rewind Podcast, Stacey Keller, Matt Mercier, Cheyenne Hampton, Stephanie Carnes, Kelly Milkey from the Dr. Quincast Podcast, Alicia Olin, Rachel Boren, and Jeannie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. You make this podcast possible, and in my eyes, this is truly your podcast. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, please feel free to reach out. If you would like to support Walnut Grovecast, please visit patreon.com slash walnutgrovecast. Without further delay, please enjoy the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. Walnut podcast about Little House on the Prairie that exists, possibly the only one. But today I have Cheyenne on the line. How are you doing, Cheyenne? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing really great. Uh, we are here to discuss, I think, the the ultimate first episode. And I say this about so many episodes, too many, actually. Um, This was your choice. And this is one that was in heavy rotation when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering um, is this like a favorite of yours before we go into disclosing what it is exactly I was just curious is this one that you look at and you're like oh this one this one's great yeah I think so um, I don't remember it I mean we just watched reruns and stuff when I was younger so I don't really mm-hmm. remember watching this one a whole lot um, but I think I forget about a lot of episodes until I rewatch them. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about this episode. Yeah. Like uh, this is uh this March 10th, 1976, where it's like, um, 
it's like we're getting out of the winter of seventeen of the nineteen seventy six celebrations for seventeen seventy six. It's a weird time in America. I think that's one of the reasons why the show did so well during this period of time because it's like the throwback to the centennial or bicentennial. And yeah. um, so it was kind of interesting. You know, I, I really thought that that was um, the whole, the whole show just was really interesting during this entire year, I thought, but this episode in particular, do you want to talk about what episode this is? Um, sure. So um, let's see. Pa is doing some work on the widow Thurman's house. But the episode title is uh, "For My Lady." Title, sorry. I don't for think I said it. <laughs> for my lady. Yes. Yes, for my lady. Um, so he's doing some work over there, and um, he wants to get these plates. It's basically it's almost like the. I think it's similar to the handyman, just the roles reversed. <laughs> oh, totally. That uh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the widow Thurman is the widow Thurman. Did you, did you catch her first name at all being um, mentioned during this? I didn't No. I don't think they say it. that's why I'm bringing it up, but yeah. on IMDB, her name is Elizabeth. Elizabeth Thurman. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they mention it. I don't see why they would really. Yeah. I think I just heard Widow Thurman or the Widow Thurman or Mrs. Thurman. <laughs> yes. Or I'm sure other things were in this script, but they cut them because Probably. we know Ma wanted to call her a number of things, oh, including yeah. Jezebel. Um, <laughs> but jumping into, let's just, I say, let's just set it up. We have Mary riding in the wagon. Mm-hmm. We're making a delivery out to Widow Thurman's house, probably the nicest house in Water Grove. And uh, here we go. Whoa, my volume is too low. Sorry. Okay. I screwed that up. Sorry about that. Fix that. Here we go. All the way from France. Just imagine. Uh, we'll haul them all the way from Mankato. It's plenty for me. I hope she'll let us see them. Thurman will be proud of Shanti. Why do they call her Widow? Mrs. Thurman's awful young and pretty too. That's what they call a woman when they lose her husband. Better respect, I guess. I don't want to be called Widow. Reminds me of spiders. <laughs> Not funny, Mary. Sorry. But. <laughs> But in this episode, there are several ferns. <laughs> there are, yeah. this, this episode is dumb with ferns. Oh, that was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> yeah, I, I took a thousand screenshots, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> you know, like, I'm obsessed with the ferns of Little House in the Prairie. I have no idea why there are so many ferns. But yeah. I'm going to say that um, Elizabeth Thurman has the most ferns of all the people of Hero Township. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> Total, I think, just in her house. Yeah, I mean, you know, she has them everywhere. I, I do have, um, there are two things in this episode that are reoccurring, which are ferns and um, a couple seas. Oh, uh-huh. Um, I, it, I think it was Susan King who, who brought it up um, a long time ago, how sea was really not a word that was used until well into the 20th century. It was an, an expression. It was just used, but it's all, it's like a total modern expression. Yeah, it like is. Calling something rad, I guess, or. Something. Yeah. But um, 
Here, yeah, so yeah, we have ferns everywhere, and she's watering them. That's probably half her day is watering these ferns. Well, and she doesn't just have ferns; she's got a lot of other plants too, just everywhere. The widow Thurman is all about having life. That's what's so strange about the widow Thurman. She's not dressed in black. She's not all like, morose and sad. She's a really kind of a bright. She she's a very attractive woman, and um, it's just one of those kind of very sad states of uh, just a sad situation i guess yeah um but here we go this is the delivery they bring it in mary's like oh these are these are pretty nice more beautiful than i expected your husband made an excellent choice mrs thurman i've never seen pretty arthur was always so thoughtful neither of us had any idea how things could change so before well how about that lemonade now there's a painting in the background i don't know if you know art um very well i do not know art that well but i mean for this period and it looks like maybe a gondola in the middle of maybe spain or um or i guess a gondola would be in italy no it could be in spain right um yeah i guess i didn't really notice it i was more looking like (laughs) i'm I'm always like i'm always looking at the wallpaper and all of these interior design things yeah (laughs) Um, and there's a fern in the background, of course. I think know. I'm more like paying attention to how like Mary just wouldn't let the dishes topic go. <laughs> well, she's almost embarrassing about it. It's kind of you know she knows their financial situation, right? I mean, she doesn't. She's no, she's no dummy, you know. It's she must know that she's being rude by you know pressing it. I'm going to play that um, because they really are amazed at this woman. I mean, she does have some level of wealth and she has certain luxuries that maybe the Ingalls could only dream of mm-hmm. such as this. The finest house I ever did see. My goodness. I almost forgot the ice for the lemonade. You even have your own ice house, Mrs. Thurman. It's just a small one. Arthur built it for me when he put up the house. Mom makes good lemonade. We don't have an ice house. It's like, you have a Tesla? Oh, it's last year's model. <laughs> it's, you know, but she's not boastful. It's just, you know, it's who she is. She has money. Why not spend it? Yeah. The township needs her, um, her money to be spent in Walnut Grove. That's important. Well, I just haven't gotten around to building one yet. <laughs> Mr. Ingalls, why don't we sit down? I'm just going to play through Would this. you like a cookie, Mary? Mm. That's an awfully nice dish, too. Thank you. But I think we've seen the last of these as soon as your father finishes my china cabinet. Now, we all know people who count other people's money, right? Um, they're, they're all like, I wonder how much of that, you know, how are you affording that and all that kind of stuff. Do you think Mary is like that? Probably. <laughs> like, you think she's like looking and she's like, are those fresh flowers? Are those, yeah. You know, do you get fresh flowers every day? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. I, I would think that we all know a Mary, especially mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have a proper place for the new ones. Yeah, it won't be long. I did most of the hard work before I went to Mankato. Maybe tomorrow. Wonderful. I can't wait to show them all. What will you do with the old set? Oh, probably store them until somebody comes along who wants to buy them. Well, I sure would like them. Mary, mind your manners. Oh, well, Mr. Ingalls, if you think your wife would truly like them, I'd, I'd be happy to accept your work on the cabinet as payment. I'm going to have a very unpopular opinion here. Okay. The entire basis of this episode 
will um i think everyone has seen it i mean i'm going to guarantee if you're listening to this podcast you've seen this episode so there's no spoilers really um but <clears throat> had mary not pushed the issue on these dishes and said oh ma would love them and i'll wash them and made such kind of a big deal about the dishes yeah we would not have been in the situation that this entire episode is all about that's true it's really Mary's fault. Now, it's also to Mary's credit that it ends on a very positive note. But this could have gone south. I mean, this we were talking about some very, very serious themes between, uh, you know, a married couple, right? Nobody wants to question their spouse's um, commitment to their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Stupid was- Mary. I know. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Mary. No, uh, she just goes on and on and on. You can take them with you. I appreciate that very much. Oh, could we, Pa? Ma would love them. And they'd be so easy to wash. I promise I'd do them every night. The man has a $12 debt, a $13 debt that he has to pay to the bank yeah. in like two days, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go on, Mary. Keep talking. <laughs> You're going to get horse whipped. They'd only be going to waste here. As I said, I appreciate it, but dishes like that must come pretty dear. To be very honest with you, we need the money right now more than we do the dishes. I could work extra for Mrs. Whipple. That would help some. Never argue with a man's practicality, Mary. Pa, here's my nickel. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, just shut up, Mary. Come on. <laughs> it's like, drink the lemonade. <laughs> it's, but, you know, maybe we've all been like this maybe a little bit. You know, you don't really understand how, you know, what money is really like until... You're older and, and truly understand it. So I, yeah. I think it's normal, but at the same time, I just can't miss an opportunity to attack Mary. <laughs> Not going to let it go. It's all father. Sorry, what? I just said it's all good. I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There are lots of things more important to a family than dishes. Thank you. Anyway. So... <laughs> This goes on and on and on, and Mary just won't shut up about the dishes. Oh, that's exactly what my husband said, too. He's like, oh, my gosh, she just will not shut up. <laughs> now, you know, they go, um, the widow Thurman goes into the other room, and Mary's just looking at the bowl of ice. Sure are pretty dishes, Pa. Mary, we talked enough about the dishes. Yes, sir. She just takes the ice cube like, this is the last time I'm ever going to be able to have ice. So dramatic. <laughs> it is, and it's, um, I guess it's intentionally, so. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, Charles, you know, he, he's looking at the situation as, I, I wish I could get you the dishes. I wish I can give you all these really nice things, but I can't right now. Yeah. I really feel bad, but. At that point, we never hear about the dishes again in this episode, right? <laughs> Until the next scene. Yes. So, um, where Mary just goes on and on. Did she say how many were in the set? She didn't say, but it was a big barrel. Must have been a lot. I was like, I gotta put something else in this pipe right now with this kid because I don't know. Like, just shut up. It's like the whole wagon ride home, probably. Getting a migraine. <laughs> He's got a dish in front of him. It's Perfectly fine. <laughs> Sounds terribly expensive. Charles, do you know what China like that costs? Uh, no, dear, I'm sure I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, I got a good idea. Edwards and I could pitch in and build a couple ice houses. Charles, we don't need an ice house. The ice was awful good in the lemonade today. We could even make ice cream. You see, a lot of things we can do with the ice. Now, this is a solid Charles idea, right? Like, look, we can't give you everything, but hey, you did enjoy the thing, and we can just build an ice house. Yeah, it's a nice compromise. Um, I tried to find out. I have the um, the old reliable Sears book, Sears and Roebuck catalog in front of me from um, the 1800s, and I looked through it. I cannot find. I mean, it's like 600 pages, but I'm flipping through it. I find everything, but I cannot find China in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to keep looking. I want. I'm curious to know how much. A yeah. set like that would have it cost to ha- be imported from France and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Even now, China is uh, terribly expensive. And... I wonder how much it would have been to build an ice house, too. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be as much as the dishes, but... Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it's mostly the labor, I would imagine. Yeah. They would probably line the walls with um, a very dense wood so that that would retain... The insulation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. We don't really hear much more about the ice house, unfortunately, though. Not really. And I'm not sure if that ice house makes its way into future episodes. I don't ever remember it. Like, I don't think that they ever did. That's interesting. Lakes freeze over, we harvest the ice with all the straw and sawdust we've got to keep the whole summer. Hey, we can even have icicles in the summertime. All I like icicles. You do. And there you go, Carrie. Carrie made her paycheck. Um, <laughs> good job. But yeah, I mean, they, um, it's like a dream come true to have ice. You know, ice was a real luxury back then. And yeah. uh, you can use it for a billion things. And with Charles always, you know, falling off stuff and getting kicked by things and everybody having a fever every three weeks, um, yeah. having ice might not be a terrible thing. That's true be good to have on hand for that <laughs> it's interesting how ice becomes so important in the little house in the prairie universe like in the future with um almanzo like delivering ice and getting pneumonia oh yeah um we, we um, use the ice house that the olsons have to um to lock up i forget his name the guy yeah. who burned down the car um garvey's farm oh yeah and the guy that um Oh, what was it? I can't remember his name. The little short guy um, that Miss Olson didn't care for. She didn't like him. I forget. I can't remember. But then he ended up saving Nancy, I think, because he was the only person that could fit in the small space to get Nancy out. You mean one of the Carter boys? Was it the Carter? I don't know. That that era of Little House, I'm still going back to. It was like an old man. He was like... um, I don't know. I can't remember, but (laughs) that's right. He's a little guy. So, but yeah, they're going on and on. But for the most part, um, Ma, you know, goes and talks to Charles, and it's like, you know, that China sure does sound nice, and China's expensive, and you know, they're working class people. Like, come on, we have to. Um, we we can't just buy everything it's not like future episodes where charles just buys snow globes whenever he um goes to a city yeah 
But Charles being Charles, Charles takes the hint and he thinks, well, there's no holiday coming, but why not try to offer a gift, right? Yeah. So here we go. Um, by the way, I think we missed. Um, oh, no, we didn't. We played the clip where the widow Thurman offered the dishes in exchange for the um, work. But he's like, no, I'll take the cash. Cash on the barrel. But cash here we go. We're going to go to Sprague. Um, it's, it's five after 10, which I think is kind of strange. And for a farmer, that's like in the middle of the day. Yeah. But uh, this is what Sprague says to Charles. Oh, actually, he's going up to go to the clock. So I'm going to guess he's going up there to wind the, um, the chime. And possibly fix the time. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. I have to do this every six days or so for uh, my clock from the 1800s. Oh. And it, my clock um, always runs 15 seconds fast per hour. No. Every six hours, it's 15 seconds ahead. So oh. over the period of time, it's then several minutes too fast. Yeah, so I have to like stop it, wind it, wait a little while, and then start it up again to have it have somewhat accurate time. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, but thankfully I have the Alexa device to let me know exactly what time it is, right. <laughs> so I can fix the clock from a century and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's technology, you know. <laughs> here, here we go, Sprague. I miss Sprague. I like him. Yeah, I do too. Morning, Mr. Sprague. Morning, Mr. Sprague. You're up day early. Wish that all my customers were as prompt about paying their notes. Well, that's that's not exactly why I'm here. There's no trouble. No, no, no trouble. I've got the money. I, I just wanted to talk to you about something else, uh, sort of an investment. In other words, you uh, want an extension on your note? No, no, I, I'm going to pay the loan off tomorrow. There's no trouble at all. What I was thinking about was uh, was another loan, just a small one, about eight dollars. Eight dollars. Yeah, it'd mean an awful lot to me, and I, I could pay you back at harvest time. Well, maybe, but uh, of course, I would have to know the nature of the investment, the prospect of return. It's, it's not that kind of an investment. This is more of a, a personal thing. Mr. Ingalls, I found that money barred for personal reasons is best done without. However, if you tell me it's essential, well... Well, I, I really can't say that it's essential, but... Well, good. Now, you've made your own decision. I'm very glad I was able to help you change your mind. And, Mr. Sprague, I didn't say to change my mind. Oh, but you will. You won't have to be a banker to see that. Mr. Ingalls, a man's good credit is more important than his own personal comfort. You remember that, and you'll never make any mistakes. Good day. Oh, Sprague. <laughs> advice. Uh, yeah. It is pretty good advice, I guess, but it's not the kind of advice that you really kind of want when you want to just buy some um, some China dishes because your daughter won't shut up about it. <laughs> now, yeah. here's one of the first C's. I'll see you. I'll see you. I guess maybe that doesn't fall into the C. Because I'll see you. See you. I feel like Carlos says that a lot, though. I'll see you. It happens often. Yeah. Um, but it's a Laura thing, too, where she's like, see ya. That's true. She gets it from her pa, probably. <laughs> She's just like her pa. Um, so Charles is at the Widow Thurman's house, and he's just hanging out. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, what, what happens in this next scene? He's basically putting the final touches 
on the cabinet that he built. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's, um, she gets, Widow Thurman gets him some uh, lunch after he's done, you know, cleaning the glass and stuff like that. Sits down and she said that she got him some buttermilk. And I don't know if you like buttermilk or if you've ever even had it, but I've cooked with it. I've never, um, I think I've taken a sip out of curiosity. It's not something that I would, um, I know some people drink it. Um, I've, I've, do you? Yeah. I've used it to make stuff, but I, I can't imagine drinking it. And the first thing I thought was, uh, gross (laughs) buttermilk (laughs) with a sandwich. Oh man, this is, see, it's a rabbit hole thing is, you know, I'm wondering, is buttermilk just a, a heavier, like, is it between like, say half and half and milk? Um, I think it's more bitter. Oh, wonderful. Just what I want in the dairy bitterness. <laughs> it's like when I look at Dan in the water, all I think of is like, is this going to be bitter? It's pretty nasty. I mean, I use it to make ranch dressing, but. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've seen buttermilk dressing, buttermilk um, biscuits, you know, for, um, I guess, in lieu of like a sourdough type of taste. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I see it in the store also, but yeah, I've definitely cooked a few things with it uh, from time to time, but it's not something that I normally keep on hand. Yeah. Well, so he's eaten eating his sandwich, drinking his buttermilk and all that. And then he's getting to look at the, the wood and stuff. Um, the, uh, oh, what do you call that? The framing? Yeah. Uh, so I'll play that clip. But one thing I noticed with the sandwich is um, the crust is cut off. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so. I'm looking at it. I just noticed it now. But it really looks like these are finger sandwiches that she made for him. It also looks like it's just cheese. Is that like that orange stuff in between? It does look like cheese and maybe something else. Really? I just noticed the cheese. So maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but. Well, Charles would certainly love a good cheese sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who made this bread. Who's doing all this stuff? But, um, all right, here we go. Sorry. I was just looking at your woodwork here. Oh, isn't it terrible? Artie used an expensive European varnish and just didn't work. He redid the rest of the rooms, but uh, he never got to this one. Now, if this was a different type of show, this is where the widow would crap talk her her dead husband and yeah. flirt, you know? Yeah. Um, but she's really, I mean, she's really um, in love still with her husband, and she's... It's kind of nice. It's really nice, but it's also extremely sad that mm-hmm. we don't know the details, I think, um, of what happened. When he died either, did they? Well, it had to have been between enough time. I mean, he ordered those dishes. That, yeah. Um, so let's say in, at least in the past few months. Yeah. So very sad. It was very sad. Well, you know, he could strip that wood down put a sealer on it oh, but you're talking about an awful lot of work tell you what i'll redo the woodwork and trade for your whole set of dishes oh but that doesn't seem quite fair if you don't like the work you don't have to make the trade now this is like um i don't know if you've ever <clears throat> gone down a rabbit hole of mandela effects i don't know if you know what that is it's like oh. where history changes itself or something mm-hmm. i could swear that he said instead of what he just said, I, I thought he would say I can add money to it. 
I could have sworn there was another version of this. And with Little House in the Prairie universe, you never know. But I could have sworn he says, well, because when she says, I don't think that's fair, he would say, well, I can add money um, because the work wouldn't be equal to the dishes. Hmm. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's my own personal thing. If anybody's listening and they also agree with me, perhaps we can check off another Mandela effect and make a a silly video about it. Here we go. No, that's not what I mean, but I know the amount of effort that it takes. I I think you're underpricing yourself. I think it's fair. A deal? A deal. Thank you. I'll start tomorrow as soon as I finish at the mill. That'll be fine. No, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you didn't say anything about this. I kind of like the surprise Carol. Oh, you're just like Arthur. Everything had to be a surprise. Makes it twice as much fun. Don't worry. I won't mention your secret. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow. Secrets. And the secrets begin. <laughs> Hope Nathan's not getting any ideas about um, secrets in the background there. Uh, <laughs> unless, of course, it's a set of China. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> but, you know... This is a cute episode, but it's also, I, I don't know. I think there's a whole underline of um, of darkness. There is a lot of secrets and lying going on. Yeah. It's, it brings up a term that I'm going to bring up later that, I don't know. It was a big part of when I was a kid anyway. And I'm just curious if it was with you. I'll bring it up later. Okay. But here we go. Charles is getting up early. I mean, the secrets start immediately. <laughs> it's the but crack a dawn and he's up before Caroline. <laughs> like, I don't think this has ever happened. Yeah. She's but, super shocked. And she, yeah, her hair's all messed up and everything. It's like, what is going on here? Bed head going on. And he is whispering. Charles. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake it. I told you I got extra work in the mill. I wanted to get an early start. So you go without breakfast? Well, he was sleeping so pretty I didn't want to wake him. Can you make your own lunch? That's all right. I'm doing a good job. What are you going to do with this one that I made you last night? Told you all that extra work gives me a big appetite. I'll take them both. Before the period of time, of course, you know, her job was to be um, a person who kept the, the homestead together. You know, her job was to make sure he has lunch ready, um, kids are dressed and fed, and everybody has everything that is going on, including all of the housework. So it's like she's so on top of everything, right, mm-hmm. that I think it makes it even sadder that she would question it. You know, or or even that um, that of course that the alternative of a darker type of ending could have been um, maybe with other people, but I don't know. It just to me it seems a little bit bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, Charles goes over to Hanson. Hanson's basically like, "Why are you working so hard? You know, you'll never have a boss." like Hanson, where it's like, slow down, take your time. Not the trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like you know, it, it just, it's weird. And Hanson's like, I'll lend you money. You know, hey, I know you're going to work hard over at the Widow Thurman's or, but can I help you out? It's, you know, people are throwing money at Charles Ingalls. <laughs> 
He doesn't need the bank. He could have just gone to Hanson and paid it off. Yeah. That's just not his way. He's just, he's hardworking. Now, this is, um, these are all like things I'm going to bring up in questions. And I don't know. He goes to Sprague to pay off. I'm just going to play the scene. And then I just have a couple questions. I don't know if you know the answer. I'm going to try to get an answer by the end of this scene. Five, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Correct. There's your note. Thank you very much, Mr. Sprague. Pleasure doing business with you. Oh, no, the pleasure's all mine, Mr. Engel. You see, most bank customers don't realize that a banker likes to see his customers go good credit as well as they do. That is the secret to the growth of a bank. I'll remind you that next time I need a loan. Oh, uh, Mr. Ingalls, regarding our conversation of yesterday, uh, concerning the fact that you paid off your note, if you still wish to borrow the $8, well... Uh... No, no, what you gave me was sound advice. A man should never borrow money if he doesn't have to. Well, I didn't mean to drive your business away. No, you didn't. I just don't need the money. Anymore. Thank you. Ouch. <laughs> so when he was paying um, you know, the bills, he he paid $13 and on top was Abraham Lincoln. And I'm like, Abraham Lincoln's on a $1 bill. So I, I went into it and um, apparently he was on the $1 bill, but not during this period of time. He was oh. um, in a $1 series in 1899. So that, that's a little bit inaccurate. Yeah. But nonetheless, kind of cool. Like I never knew that he was on anything but the five, but, yeah. but um he was on ten dollars, twenty dollars, and hundred dollars in eighteen sixty nine, which is probably would would have been the most accurate. He was in the hundred dollar bill. Oh wow! Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's weird. He was for um, in eighteen. There was a ten dollar act. I don't know exactly what an act is, but maybe it was just a, um, a small use of this currency. But a ten dollar bill from eighteen sixty two and eighteen sixty three, but. In 1869, it was a hundred dollar series. In 1875 and 1878, it was 100 series. And um, again, in 1880, 100 series. I don't know what happened in 1879. Maybe they just thought we have enough. Wow! So he's he's hopped around on all the bills pretty much. <laughs> but also, yeah, throughout tons of banknotes, which is really kind of interesting. But also a 50 cent piece, um, a ton of really interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Um, now I have. I collect some currency here and there, you know, nothing crazy, but uh-huh. I do have a silver certificate from the 19th century that I'm going to dig through and see if, uh, I don't know. I, I would be surprised if I wouldn't have noticed that Abraham Lincoln was on a $1 bill. Wow. Hmm. But nonetheless, it's kind of a cool little fun fact, I think. Isn't <laughs> but uh, yeah, inaccuracies all over, including the ferns. Those ferns wouldn't be able to survive a Minnesota winter. <laughs> they would not. bring them all indoors <laughs> where's she gonna put all those ferns crazy crazy all right so the kids start getting a little bit um curious about what's going on do you want to talk about that about you know basically it's laura mary and willie you know of course we're happy to see willie and they're, they're arguing over fishing yeah, the fishing and um, betting, and they bet their best Aggie or something. What was it? Like, um, the fish bite better during a full moon? Yeah, so Laura's like, well, I'm going to ask my pa. And they run over to Hanson's Mill where pa works. 
Your pa's left uh, early, Laura. He's with his new wife. <laughs> Do you know where he is? No, I'm afraid not. Uh, can I help? Yes, sir. Willie here doesn't believe that fish bite better during the full moon. They have a bet. Well, I know that the moon has something to do with the tides, but I can't say I know anything about fish. There, I told you. Pay up your best Aggie. Hold your horses, Willie. You said you could prove it right now, didn't you, Mary? Willie's right, Laura. Way to have your sister's back. <laughs> yeah. She really give him your best Aggie instead you know, <laughs> this little shrimp. She's not too upset about it, though. Well, she knows she's going to win it back. That's true. Yeah. Um, so Pa's basically out and about. We, we're kind of questioning where he is. So let's see. What's next here? Um, we're around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And we're having some good stew. We're having some good foods. Maybe some buttermilk. Those nice dishes. Now, not eating your supper isn't going to make you feel any better about losing your Aggie to Willie. If Pi had been at the mill, I would have won. Well, you know better than to gamble anyway, young lady. I tried to tell her not to. But if Mr. Hanson had known where Pa was, she would have walked to sleepy eye to keep from giving her Aggie to Willie. That's because I know I'm right, and Pa could tell Willie so. If Pa wasn't out gallivanting, you know, I would have still have my Aggie. <laughs> pa wasn't with his new girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I heard that there was a scene that was cut from this where she, where um, Widow Thurman meets with Mary and Lauren. She goes, I'm your mom now. Oh, <laughs> have a seat. We have ice. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, and Ma gets to keep Carrie. You know, they just, they end up living in the little house. They move on. Oh boy. That's some of that crazy fan fiction that we all love. Whoops. I just, I hope. I didn't just disconnect everything. No. Okay. So yeah, Paula comes in and this is where the lies start becoming kind of suspicious. Charles? Hi, darling. I've got a good stew. I kept it hot for you. Oh, thank you. Sorry I'm late. A lot of extra work at Hanson's the next few days. Figured I might as well take advantage of it. You were at the mill all day? Uh-huh. This won't take me long. I'll be inside in a minute. Ma's like, hmm. Like, Wait hmm. a minute. I know that's not true. She goes into the house. She needs to confirm some information before Pa comes in. Night, Ma. I'm study today. I won't. Larry? Mr. Hanson say he didn't know where Pa was today? That's what he said. Are you sure? Yeah, sure. Why? No reason. I said, are you sure? <laughs> so it's, you know, hitting her. Why are you hitting me, Ma? So, it, things are kind of, she has that face, you know, that we're all just like, oh boy, what's going on here? And the next thing we see her chopping wood, she's a frontier woman. Yes. I was going to say, um, did you notice Jack in the background when she's chopping wood? No. Hold so, on, I'm going to. Go okay. On. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I wanted to go to it until I see. Um, I'm at the scene now so I can see Jack. What, what does he do? Um, well, I didn't notice it until my husband said something, but he's like, oh, look, it looks like someone is playing with Jack. 
and it does. He gets like on the ground, like in a pounce position, like maybe someone gave him a treat. First, it looks like he eats a treat or something, and then he's. I'm watching it now without. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. Someone's <laughs> occupied, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I did want to mention that Jack seems to go crazy when Charles comes home. He's the first one to greet him each time. Yeah. It's real. I mean, he's going crazy. I mean, Jack looks like he really, really loves running around the horses and stuff. Yeah, he does. Maybe pause his favorite. Yeah, I think so. Um, and we get a character who kind of pops in. We don't. I don't think we've ever seen this guy. Um, but he comes by and he's dropping off pickled peaches. Uh, no, pickled pears, right? I think, yeah, I think pickled pears. Mr. Burnside, I think. Uh, yeah, Mr. Burnside. And yeah, he's, his wife has um, made pickles pears. And it's like, go drop them off. And he says that he's been riding around with them for days. And he kept meaning to drop him off to Charles because she he saw Charles is wagging at well, Elizabeth's house. Thurman's, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's one of those it's one of those things where she's like I don't know, if she was holding one of the you know, um glass bottles, she would smash, you know, crush it. <laughs> like, what? Well, even Mr. Burnside's like keeping secrets because he doesn't want Caroline to tell his wife that he. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, everybody's got their little secrets. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about pickles. (laughs) (laughs) So I I pickle things. I'm a big fan of pickles. So I've never pickled fruit though. Have you ever pickled anything? I have not. I've I've done pickles, just regular pickles. I did fermented pickles. Yeah, like um. With the where I brine the vinegar and stuff, mm-hmm. so I did that last year when, with my garden, and I'll do it again this year. But well, I'm never- growing as many as I can of um, what are they? Not cucumbers, they're um, Kirby's. That's what they're I don't think I've heard of those. Kirby's are like your um, if you ever had um, your standard kosher pickle, like you know, it's like they're kind of like they're little cucumbers, except they're super bumpy. Oh, yeah. They're maybe probably I, called something else. Maybe I did have those. We, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we, I mean, we call them pickling cucumbers, maybe. You know what? Probably. You know, um, I'm going to post a picture. <laughs> <laughs> but but nonetheless, yeah, it's fun to do that, right? I mean, it's, and they yeah. taste like amazing. They do. They're super good. We, I always put grape leaves in mine. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I, I tend to use bas- um, bay leaves. But um, I wonder, grape leaves are kind of interesting. Um, do you have grapevine? Um, I don't. I usually get it from my grandma. My grandma gives oh, okay. grape leaves, and she, it just makes the pickles crispier. So Yeah, they say that putting any type of leaf um, mm-hmm. keeps the crisp of it. But I wonder if each type of leaf, like if you use a grape leaf or a bay leaf, or if you use uh, a maple leaf even, yeah. I wonder if um, there's some type of something some voodoo that comes out and keeps it crisp i don't know that's interesting but i do want to try to pickle some some fruit uh i'm not a big fan of fruit i'm more of a vegetable person but i looked up a pear pickle recipe and it's basically it's vinegar sugar um so it's not fermented so Mm -hmm. you know and i 
it's um you just need eight pounds of suckle pears and yeah, cloves and allspice and cinnamon. Seems inter- it seems like it might be kind of yummy. So good. Yeah, so I, I might try doing something like that. But um try it yeah. and send me the recipe because I'll try it too. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely do that. Um I found it at the National Center for Home Food Preservation. Okay. And um and if they're as half as good as what it seems like, you know, what Charles said, then he ate the whole jar. Yeah. <laughs> you pig. So, so Ma puts on her outfit with Carrie and they go into town to sell some eggs to the mercantile. Hey, Mrs. Engels. Hello, Mr. Hanson. How are you? Oh, fine, thank you. And how are you, young lady? Fine. That's good. If you are looking for shorts, you have just missed. Oh, no, I wasn't looking for him. I was just going to do some shopping. I wasn't looking for him. Where is he? <laughs> well, um, if you ask me, um, I would have a talk with that man. He is taking on far more work than any one man can handle. Do you know what he's doing now? No, what is he doing? I mean, well, he's just been so busy, we haven't had a chance to talk. I don't know what he's doing either, but you can bet your boots it is too much. He puts in a hard day's work here at the middle. And he quits early, and he goes and does another job. Now, I have known men as strong as Charles to burn the candle too long. But please, have a talk with him. So she's just like, oh, my God. My my greatest fears are all coming to life. Yeah. Just awful. Um, She goes to sell her her goods. I don't know. her. They're not wares or, or eggs. Mm-hmm. She goes in there and she sees um, Widow Thurman. Widow Thurman has an awesome outfit on. It's like a Kelly green outfit with like some type of doily around her neck. and uh, With like that hat. <laughs> yeah, like she's um, she's dressed very fine for somebody who's just going into town. It's yeah. Like when you go to the mall and you see somebody super dressed up, it's like, it's the mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's definitely one of these people that takes a lot of pride in the way that she presents herself. She yeah. goes in and she's looking at this salmon colored, I hate this color, but mm-hmm. the salmon colored material. And from what Harry says, it's the most expensive in the store. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. I really kind of wanted to make this bold for myself. <laughs> but then of course it is the most expensive one we have in the store. <laughs> Would you credit that to my account? Yes. Uh-huh. Now, um, I think a lot of people are familiar with um, Mr. Stone author on TikTok. I don't know if you, have you watched his. Oh. Videos? Um, I don't have TikTok. So, but I've seen some of the videos like on other places like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. He, um, he's really, really funny. Um, his name is Raven Stone. Um, he's an author, but he's found this like audience with the little house in the prairie thing. This one little tiny moment, it's only like a second of Harriet totally reminds me of um basically his whole um his whole gag i guess yeah. on tiktok is right here oh my he, um harriet looks at ma and um it's just really kind of funny i really have to get home would you make sure that mrs whipple gets that when she comes right in here. she already has the pattern oh, yes certainly i'll be very happy to i really never noticed that whole huh yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of like a click of the tongue kind of thing but 
So she's just standing there with Carrie and, you know, being, being very Caroline-ish. I'm going to play this through because we get kind of um, sassy and feisty and very damaged Caroline here. Like we get so many things in the next 30 seconds. This looks so sad and like so self-conscious, which just is, you know. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And it's something we normally don't see with her. Um, We've seen it a few times. Yeah. But um, like at the end of the Gil Gerard video, the, um, the handyman. Like where he finally comes home and yeah, that man. <laughs> Mrs. Olson, with a sermon. Mrs. Ingalls, how nice to see you. Thank you. Oh, what a pretty color! Isn't it? Yes, isn't it lovely? <laughs> Mary told me about your lovely new china. Did she? Mm-hmm. Oh, new china, my! There's nothing I appreciate more than fine china. Well, I'll have to have you ladies over someday soon and show it off. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, I really must run. I understand you're very pleased with Charles' work. You mean the cabinet? It's lovely. We're really quite lucky to have someone like Mr. Ingalls in Walnut Grove. I'm not talking about the cabinet, <laughs> Widow Thurman. Betsy Thurman. Give me so, my husband back. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my husband back. <laughs> throw eggs at her. Would have been, that would have been awesome. That would have been... Or, you know, even the... Like in several years from now, when Laura confronts, um, I, I'm always forgetting the, her name, the one that um, had flirty eyes for yeah. Almanzo. Yeah. That, um, that song. Yeah. I almost said Hester Sue, but no, it's not Hester Sue that she scraps with. It's um, something Sue. Brenda Sue. Brenda That's Sue. It. Yeah. Brenda Sue and her fighting in the middle. That's what I want to see. I want to see... <laughs> these two actresses um, in the middle of a fight in the mercantile be awesome. Yeah, I think so. Excuse me. I have to go. By the way, wait, I, I'm going back. because I don't know. I just thought that that was a weird comment that um, Widow Thurman made about him. I mean, it's nice, but it just seems a bit much. Cabinet. It's lovely. We're really quite lucky to have someone like Mr. Ingalls in Walnut Grove. I think so. Excuse me, I have to go. Oh, Mrs. Thurman, don't forget your pastille. <laughs> so, of course, Harriet loves her. She loves anybody who has money. Yeah. <laughs> biggest fan. Um, so, yeah, we, we're not really, it, it's kind of a sad thing. You know, Caroline's face really kind of just gets really sad. Yeah. Um. And she starts looking at the material. Harriet comes back in. Oh, but one would expect to find in Walnut Grove. Oh, I missed that clip. Fine. Oh, I would say she certainly is a cut above what one would expect to find in Walnut Grove. She's very nice. Oh, but it's such a tragedy. Such a lovely young woman having to live all alone. And so well to do. How much is this? Hmm? This shelly. Oh, it's rather expensive, I'm afraid. 45 cents a yard. 45 cents a yard. That actually is pretty expensive. Um, you know, adjusted for inflation, that's about $12 a yard. Hmm. I'm surprised that she told her, um, like, her when she first asked, the first time she asked how much it was. Because normally she's like, 
I don't care. Just tell me the price. And Harriet's just kind of like, oh, it's too expensive for you. Yeah, you should take the nickel burlap yard. <laughs> yeah. That's more for, you know, your Yeah, she usually type. tries to offer her something else, like, you know. And she does this scene, too, but... <laughs> Yeah, she's like, this one is much more industrial or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so Mary and Laura, are they're just ongoing in this episode. And they're walking home. They're saying they're not in any hurry because Pa is working late. So. He has to go to Sleepy Eye for Mr. Hansen. Laura. Huh. That's Pa's wagon in front of Mrs. Thurman's. I wonder what he's doing out here. He said he was going to Sleepy Eye. Ah, uh, Mr. Hansen probably changed his mind is all. Come on, we better get home. You have to have quite a keen eye to point out, like, whose wagon that is. I know. That's what, that's what my husband Nate said, too. He was just like, how does everyone know whose wagon is whose? <laughs> Maybe you can tell by the horses. <laughs> maybe yeah you know you know your pets better than you do your um your big boxes of wood on wheels yeah <laughs> um and that one you know it's so scraggly looking but <laughs> so um again we we have a secret um ma tells carrie to keep a secret because ma's making this beautiful blouse yeah. and she wants to i don't know I, I don't know what she's trying to prove except for she wants to step it up a little bit for, you know, make sure that Charles has an interest in her, which is yeah. just sad. I don't it, know. Just It is, you know, it's like Charles is so devout and, and he, I mean, I think most all of the viewers know he would never do something like that, you know, to her, but it just, it's sad that Caroline questions that. I mean, she has good reason at this point. Um, this is kind of like a Three's Company episode where somebody overhears something and the entire basis of the entire show is based on a misunderstanding. Yeah. Or one single lie. So so um, this is, I'm going to play this scene. This is kind of an interesting thing. Carrie, remember, keep a secret about Ma's blouse. Yes, Ma. Thank you. Charles, hello. Hi, darling. Well, I'm glad you made it home before dark. Will you hurry? Supper's ready, and it's a surprise. Get right in. Good. She's so sweet. <laughs> you know, it's like dinner's a surprise. I can't remember the last time I had a dinner that was a surprise. It's like surprise. It's I don't know. It's, it, it, she's just so sweet and so nice. Yeah. Have a good day, Pa. Uh, it's never too good a day when I got that long trip to Sleepy Eye. They're just being creepers, like in the um the loft of the barn like yeah. we're watching you pa <laughs> watch everything that's going on this farm you can see it. yeah basically they're caught in a lie um he's, he's supposed to go to sleepy eye um or claims to have gone to sleepy eye but he was really at the widow thermons they're not really sure what's going on but pa's not normally a liar yeah he's not He's very against it. (laughs) Yes. But uh, so they're in bed and they're talking about it. The truth about where he was this afternoon? I don't think that's any of our business. It will be if the widow Thurman turns out to be like the wicked widow in Cinderella. She wasn't a widow. She was the wicked stepmother. Well, she didn't have a husband. 
She was so mean. Maybe her husband just ran away from home. Well, anyway, she tried to steal the hats and prints away from Cinderella. What's that got to do with anything? Well, Pa's handsome, and the widow Thurman doesn't have a husband. Laura, that's a wicked thought. Not if she's really a wicked widow. Mrs. Thurman wouldn't do anything like that. Or would she? Two words, monkey business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mary knows what monkey business is. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's spreading. Everybody's knowing the big lie. Charles is the worst liar of all time, right? He does. He takes pauses before he has to tell a lie. Yeah. Like, uh, like he's trying to think of something. <laughs> but um, I think just like if you had a question for your husband or if my wife had a question for me, you just, you know, you probably deal with it right then and there. It's, I mean, I, actually, I don't know how you are at all, but. I think the best way to deal with something like this is as quickly as possible because it can spiral out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, You're like, you don't know me. (laughs) So we're going, Caroline is going to confront Charles, which I think was probably the best thing except for the lies. Thank you for me. Mr. Burnside brought them by today. Oh, Harold. Mm -hmm. When I see him, I'll thank him. He works for the Widow Thurman, doesn't he? Yeah. He did the last time I heard. Why? No reason. Just that uh, he said he saw your wagon out there. and I thought you'd finished work on the cabinet. Yeah, I did. I was just delivering some lumber out for Mr. Hanson. Widow Thurman's buying lumber. Yeah, she's uh, planning on doing some fixing up on the place. You're right. He has that pause right before. It's like, um, um, um. <laughs> it's kind of like he, you expect somebody like this to, you know, faint. That way they don't have to answer the question. I'm having a heart attack, Caroline. Oh, no. A distraction. Create a, create a distraction. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Carrie, get to bed. I'm asleep, huh? Get to bed, I said. (laughs) This, this is, she's like, why are you lying? You know? And this is, I think, where it gets even shadier, I guess. This is where I can really understand why she would be genuinely upset with this particular part of the um, discussion. Yeah. I guess it means you'll be working for her again. Yeah, it's going to take me quite a while to finish up. Good. There's some things I need to order from the mercantile. I, I think you ought to wait on that for a little while. Why? You said you'd be earning the extra money. Well, I know that, but I'd like to have the cash in my hand. You know how I feel about charge. All right. Come on. Eek. Yeah, she rolls over, angrily rolls over. And <laughs> yeah, no popcorn for you, Pa. <laughs> for you no popcorn Shut at all. Shut down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, poor Caroline, she's just questioning her own marriage at this point. Things are pretty yeah. crazy. Um, one of the things, did you notice the cinematography of this episode at all? I don't know if it stood out to you. Uh-uh. 
I, we get to see certain scenes that we don't normally get in Little House in a Prairie. We, I'd say there's maybe a dozen or so episodes throughout the entire nine seasons that have these really beautiful shots. I don't know where they are. They are genuinely in the forest. Yeah. This is not the normal location. They're in the mu- getting the mushrooms. Yeah, they're like foraging for mushrooms. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, people do. You know, um, Kim Layer, who's on the show very often, she does foraging for mushrooms. Um, yeah. In her, um, in the area she's in, it's very rural where she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you ever gone foraging? Um, no, not really. Well, maybe berries and stuff, but not not mushrooms. I always think I'll pick a a poisonous mushroom or a poisonous berry. I'll just buy it from the store wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I used to have a lot of mulberry trees when I I I grew up in the country as well. And so I was just, we used to have a whole bunch of mulberry trees. So we, we picked mulberries a lot, but that was pretty much it. (laughs) Mm. But that's fun too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we're, we're at the stream where um, Mary and, uh, Laura are hanging out foraging for mushrooms and pa, they're just kind of just talking. They're just kind of spending some nice time together. Um, you know, he's doing all this work, but he is spending a decent amount of time. This is a nice little getaway for them. And they do what probably the most comedic thing to do, I guess. <laughs> the, the funniest part of the whole episode. Mushrooms here to last the whole year. Mary's doing some work for the Widow Thurman. Mrs. Whipple has me sewing a dress for her. They'll do a good job on it. Widow Thurman's a nice lady. Awful hard to sew for someone who doesn't have a very good figure. It may look like she's wearing crinolines, but that's really her under the skirt. Well, you just do the best you can. I'm sure she's paying Mrs. Whipple a lot of money. I guess crinolines, is that what she said? Crinolines are the kind of things that make your um, dress kind of poof out? Yeah. We're to yeah. believe that's really her. I had um, a crinoline skirt in my wedding dress. Oh, that makes see, a dress like that, like a gown. Yeah. would make the most sense. Yeah. So um, it, it was a lot of crinoline. So it's just funny that Mary makes that, that comment saying, oh, that's her. <laughs> She's a huge butt. <laughs> you can't see butt, Mary. I wonder if it's as much as she paid for her teeth. What? Well, everyone knows that Winners Wish Store bought in tea. And they come out at night. Well, I don't know that young lady, and I don't think it's a very nice thing to say. It hurts somebody's feelings. You got enough mushrooms. You want to ride to school? No, we'll walk. Yeah, we got plenty of time. So, you know, you know, Charles is probably sold on this idea, and the next time he goes to look at Wilder Thurman, it's like staring at her teeth. <laughs> he's, he's very immature, you know. <laughs> I find it weird that he didn't really uh, scold Mary for that comment about the crinoline, but he he scolded Laura for the teeth. Yeah, like, when, do your best. Yeah, <laughs> she's a yeah. shapely woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's a more belie- her Laura's comment was more of a believable childish thing, like she mm-hmm. just heard from someone else. When Mary's comment was like, she doesn't have a good figure. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like one is a complete farce and the other one is really just nasty gossip. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And Mary's older, so she should know better. 
Exactly. Jeez, Mary. You're definitely my number three in this episode. Four. She's my number four. Number four. So uh, here, here's um, the second. Uh, see ya. All right. I got to get going. See you at supper. See ya. Oh, well, they both see ya. I don't know. See ya. <laughs> Maybe I'll abandon the see ya's. Um, <laughs> so where are we? We are... We foraged. We're ready for everything. Now the excuses are still kind of coming out of um, out of everywhere. Sure, on that widow Thurman's dress. Great. That's just the excuse we need. Excuse for what? We're going to the widow's web. They're going to sneak into the widow Thurman's house <laughs> um, in such a slapstick way. They're behind a bush. Yeah. <laughs> They've tied the bushes together. What I find so interesting is that the house is just surrounded by dirt. Do you notice that? It's Yeah. Uh, the, she does have one little garden in the front. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, when I understand it's shot, you know, in California. But just it's like everything is dead. Yeah, it is. I feel like that's a lot of places in Little House, though. It's a lot of dirt. Yeah, maybe and that's there, why she has so many plants because she's she just wants some life, <laughs> and that's it. Like she's so bright and bubbly, yeah, that she wants you know to surround herself with life. Um, she has these interesting. I just noticed it. Um, these pillars um, in her entranceway of horse heads. I'm not sure if you're supposed to tie your horse to them. I have a neighbor who has two of these kind of similar things, and they're really just out there, obviously, for decoration. And oh, those black, horse. the black ones. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know what they are exactly. I just, I didn't notice it until just now. I always like this house. This, I believe this is the house that will end up being Mr. Hansen's in the future. Yeah, and then isn't, isn't it the blind school, too? I believe it's also the blind school. I think it's it's everything at one point. <laughs> it's whenever they need a house that people don't really live in. Yeah. Um, so they go to they go to her house. They're knocking at the door. Well, hello, Mary, Laura, Mrs. Thurman, Mrs. Whipple sent me by to fit the skirt. Oh well, I don't know just now. Well, I'm going to help us, so it'll only take a minute. <laughs> All right, come on in. So they're they're looking the. They've entered the house and they're looking around for Pa, which is just crazy. And Pa overhears them and then comes out to, um, I guess, confront them. That's just about right. Hi, girls. Yeah. Uh, Careful what you're doing with the pens. Mind you, don't stick Mrs. Thurman. Oh, she's been doing quite well so far. Huh. Where you come from? Well, I just told you, be careful with the pens. What are you doing? I never saw your mind overfitting like that. Ah, I guess you're right. Doesn't look like it's going to work. I guess Mrs. Whipple's idea wasn't such a good idea after all. Just have to base it. Well, I have a needle and thread. We could do it right now. No, hold on a minute. This is very expensive material. I think you better check with Mrs. Whipple first. Yes, I appreciate your efforts, girls, but I, I think your father's right. Get your jelly fingers off of my expensive material. <laughs> um... So they're like, come on, can you give us a ride home, Pond? They're basically, he should send something is up with these two. 
Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it's. I mean, this I was where they were going to have that scene where she's like, I'm your mom now. <laughs> Let's sit down, girls. Oh, man. You're going you're gonna to have this bedroom and you'll have this one. <laughs> oh, my God. You'll have ice any day you want. <laughs> any day? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whole sad thing. But um, Charles goes into the mercantile the next day to get some stuff for the work that he's doing at the um, Thurman. Okay, so I wanted to, to talk and uh, about this because I don't know if it was just my eyes playing tricks on me or not, but I don't, it doesn't really look like the man who um, rides up in the wagon is actually Charles. Oh, interesting. It looks like this this man has pretty uh, pretty defined sideburns. And he looks just a little bit bigger than Charles. Not yeah. too, not super noticeable. You have to like be paying real close attention. But I don't know. You you watch it and and see. Let me know if you think. Oh, I agree with you. It's definitely his sideburns that. Um, yeah. And yeah, he definitely looks like he's probably about a good twenty pounds heavier. He's got um, definitely. So even but- when he pulls the brake. Yeah. See his um midriff is definitely yeah. thicker than Paz. That's what I thought and I was so confused cuz I'm like, well, Michael uh, Michael knows how to, you know, I mean, he you've seen him drive the wagon in a bunch of other episodes. Why would he why would they be using, you know, a stunt double for for this thing or something? I, I could see it being one of these things where um you go, but that's Paz wagon. Yeah. <laughs> You're starting to identify Pa's wagon. <laughs> um, all right, so here. Yeah, I, I definitely I have to agree with you. I think that's uh, a very keen eye right there. That's definitely not Pa. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe it was. Um, it couldn't have been easy to ride around on some of these horses. I think. I think. Yeah. To, to put the brake in and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of curious if they just had footage that would be put in whenever. Do you think Michael Lennon wants to ride around on a wagon? You know? Yeah, not all the time. Um, so here we go. So, do you put these on Mrs. Thurman's account for me, please? Oh, hi. And you're working for Mrs. Thurman now? Oh, well, I thought Mr. Burnside was over there. Oh, he still is. I'm just refinishing some woodwork for him. Oh. That's how echoey it is. It's, um, it's like you're on a sound stage or something. It's so <laughs> weird. Usually it's very, um, the audio from the mercantile is like dead. There's no echo. There's nothing. Yeah. Now it's like they're in an auditorium or something. Well, that's strange. She was in here yesterday. She didn't mention anything to me about you working for her. No, I asked her not to tell. I don't want Carolyn to hear about it for a little while. And that's also interesting. His voice has doesn't have the big echo. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a mixture of two different audio takes. Yeah, maybe. Two different uh, video and audio takes. But this particular scene was a disaster, and they were like, all right, we have to assemble it, and we need an extra 10 seconds. So get that guy to jump on, on the wagon. Maybe. <laughs> I don't care if he's, you know, if he's twice the size of Charles. Get him up there. We don't have time to shave the sideburns. I see. I see. 
<laughs> got to do a little surprise I've got for it. Ah. <laughs> well, don't you worry, Mr. Ingalls. I certainly won't mention it to anyone. I appreciate that. Good day. What an idiot. Good day. Do you think Charles should know better at this point? Because he doesn't think this is going to happen as soon as he walks now. out. And she's the gossip hound of the entire area. Like, what the heck? I have no idea what's going on with him. This man. It's a good thing she didn't have the switchboard at this point. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes, I could. Now, in the next scene, we see Mon. She's she's made the nicest blouse ever. Oh, yeah. The only thing missing is for if she was an Italian, she would be wearing this and it would be a tomato sauce stain. Oh. Because it is, it's so white, it hurts my eyes. It is. <laughs> How would you keep it so white back then, I wonder? Like back in, you know, in the actual 19th century, just bleach? <laughs> it's, oh, probably. But I, yeah. I, I don't know. It might be too harsh for some of the material, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But let's just, let's all just admit it. Caroline would know. I don't think they had wool back then. But here we go. She's so excited. She's so proud of herself. She's she really looks great here. And it's this is the Caroline we all love, and we all want to see it end up as a big super positive scene. You look beautiful. You're gonna take Pa's breath away. She sure is. So much prettier than that widow Thurman. Maybe use this. Oh, Laura, thank you. But I hate to use your lemon verbena. Go ahead, use a lot. <laughs> Flowers don't look half as pretty. They don't smell good. Oh, that's a sweet statement. Oh. <laughs> oh, Laura, you always know this. <laughs> sometimes you're a real girl. <laughs> you're real sweet sometimes. You're not just like a dirty tomboy. Um, yeah. It's rare, but it happens. <laughs> Charles comes in, he's happy as always, you know, he's always happy to see his family, he's always in a hurry, he's always dirty, I mean, I think I read somewhere that um, he smells like horse manure, right? Um, it smell good. Thank you, it'll be ready in just a minute. Good, take some soap down a creek and wash up, pretty dirty. Right, what I didn't like about this was, I'm going to play just another moment That music could not be sadder. He walks in, he grabs the bar of soap, and he goes, I'm going to go down to the creek and wash up. And put pretty dirty. And he gives her the old tap on the elbow with her his dirty hand. And she even looks at it like, did you just get my new blouse dirty? I don't know. I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. It was, he always kisses her. I know. That is sad. It's like and she is just... Oh my god. Yeah. And embarrassed in front of her kids. I don't think he really saw you, Ma. Oh well, it doesn't matter. Surprise me, we're busy. It's just a blouse. It's foolish to wear it to serve in anyway. Oh boy, this is this isn't gonna end well. I think they're gonna slice his throat in the middle of the night or something. Oh, man. This is not going to end well. And um, 
I can almost picture Laura going, do you think Widow Thurman's going to be our ma now? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to let it go. So they're up late at night and they're talking about it. She hardly said anything. Maybe Pa was too tired to notice. Didn't look tired to me. Not to me either. If I was Ma, I'd go right downstairs. If I was Ma, I'd go right over to that Mrs. Thurman's and punch her in the stomach. That's the Laura we know and love. There's Laura. <laughs> there she is. Little... And- violent Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were almost at that point with Caroline where she was going to get into that wagon and knock out the Widow Thurman. Like if this had actually happened, this would not have ended well. Not for not for um, Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I bet you if it was reversed, Pa would do it. He'd punch anybody that tried to work their wiles on Ma. Well, that's different. Why? Because Pa's a man. So, so it's different. Men are supposed to fight for women. What are women supposed to do? Well, I don't know. But men and women are just different. I know they're different. I've seen our mayor Burthen. But men and women both have stomachs. And I think Ma should punch Mrs. Thurman's. What did Laura say there? I saw something Burthen. I was going to ask you the same thing because I couldn't, I didn't quite catch that. And now this will be probably the ninth time I'm playing it. <laughs> And I even slowed it down. I cannot understand at all what she's saying. So I'm going to say it one more. I'm going to play it one more time and I'm going to make it a little bit louder in the hopes that we can. But men and women are just different. I know they're different. I've seen our mayor Burthen. But men and women both have stomachs. And I think Ma should punch Mrs. Thurman's. <laughs> so I don't know. Merman? <laughs> I've seen our mare birthing. What's Maybe? a mare? Is that a thing? Like a horse, a female horse. All right, so there you go. You did yeah. it. You deciphered. <laughs> that was a real carry moment for. Um, <laughs> she, next time, use a horse. Say horse. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right, so it's ma- like M A R E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. I accept that. Ding ding. Get a bell. <laughs> So um, I was really stressing about that. I'm like, what is she saying? Like, uh. yeah, I don't think I would have caught it if you hadn't played it over and slowed it down, though. All teamwork. There we go. <laughs> um, so I, I don't like a Caroline um, who is jealous. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. And Charles yells at them. It's like, go to bed. Rawr! You know, they're chatterboxes. So he's just talking to her. And this is such a weird discussion and it's such a weird thing from Charles. I'll just let it play. I swear those two, the minute they go to bed, they turn into chatterbox. I think I'm going to turn in a hard day tomorrow. How much is Mrs. Thurman paying you for all that work? Oh, well, I'm not sure. You didn't set a price? No, I didn't. It's, uh, it's not that kind of job. It's kind of a hard job to figure on until it's done. But don't you worry. She's a fair person. I'm sure she is. Come on, Ben. As soon as I'm finished. All right. Sure was a good supper you cooked tonight. Thank you. That's a pretty good blouse you had on today, too. She's also wearing a different blouse in this scene. Mm-hmm. So she got out of that blouse. And I don't know, how do you feel about that scene? 
Like, how do you feel about him just mentioning the blouse now? Yeah, it's just like nonchalant. Like, why didn't he just say something earlier? It was. It just took a couple seconds to mention it. You know, he could have done that when he walked in. <laughs> I mean, I pride myself on being a pretty observant person, and if it's, if you see something like that, it just doesn't hurt to acknowledge it. That's yeah. all. It's a dirt farmer is what he is. <laughs> farmer. <laughs> Stupid dirt farmer. But um, <laughs> so she just, she's conflicted. I think she's a little bit conflicted. Like you kind of got um, an attaboy instead of like, oh, you look beautiful, Caroline. Yeah. This is weird. Mm-hmm. There was also a scene that was deleted here where she picks up um, underneath the lamp. There's um, a straight razor that she puts away because she was going to slit his throat. Crazy. (laughs) I guess I'm not going to kill that man tonight. (laughs) Saved himself for one more night. If there are men listening, be more observant because you don't want to mess with a woman who is questioning your commitment. All right. <laughs> My husband rolls his eyes. <laughs> hey, keep rolling those eyes. <laughs> See what happens. All right. So um, I speak from um, an, um, a point of being an elder in this conversation. <laughs> so, all right. So we're back at the mercantile and um <laughs> Oh man, this this is a painful scene to watch as well, but it would not be complete without Harriet being in the middle of the gossip. Yeah, um, I'm noticing the candy as well. We have like old school rock candy in one of the jars, uh, probably licorice, and that one just looks like a big bowl of gravel or dirt. I don't know what that is. It's probably Carrie's favorite, whatever it is. Here we go. My, my, I bet your hens have been working overtime again, haven't they? Well, we haven't had too much need for eggs lately. Charles is up and gone before breakfast. Yes. I imagine that he has a very rigorous schedule. We've been very busy at the mill. Is that what he told you? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Believe me, Mrs. Ingalls, I don't want to be the one to tell you, but... Well, since we're such good friends, I must tell you. I do want to interrupt just because Harriet has on like kind of a starfish um, brooch, brooch, I think it's called. And I don't know. I don't think she's, she's one of these people who has 30,000 brooches. Yeah. She never repeats one. Oh, really? It looks that way. But um, they're really nice. I wonder if she gets them. She orders them and you know, and then she puts them for sale. What do you think? Maybe. Or maybe oh. a new one every every year. But she doesn't need to keep it. Like, oh, I wore that. I, I have it. Now I'll put it out for display for sale. True. For the common folk, for the country girls, you know. Like, you can just wear it one time and, oh, it's it's used now. I just, <laughs> I have to get rid of it. It's been used. <laughs> I have something new coming next week. Mrs. Olson. Mrs. Ingalls, I don't know. It upsets me so. I don't know why is it that the wife is always the last one to know. I do. I know everything. Did you know that Mrs. Thurman did not tell you the truth? 
Nor. <laughs> Nor did your husband. I, I know already. Oh, my dear. My dear, you don't know the half of it. This is so painful because you have Caroline saying, I know, I know. And it's, uh, I wish you would punch Harriet in the gut. Now, I have been asking around purely out of consideration for you, you understand. And I understand that your husband has been seen coming and going from the widow Thurman's home every day for a week. Now, if I were you... Well, you're not me, Harriet. What? In the first place, it's none of your business. <gasps> Mrs. In the second place... I know already. Thirdly, I trust Charles completely. Now, you heard that bell, right, from the door? Yeah. I brought this up in the past. How come they didn't have a bell on the blind school door? Yeah, I remember you talking about that in one of the episodes, and that that makes total sense to have a bell. And I know that I, yeah, it's something I'll bring up, but this is the first time I think I'm hearing it and I'm kind of remembering that I brought it up. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to start kind of putting it in when somebody walks in. It's not going to change the story though, (laughs) unfortunately. So um, we're at, we're at the widow Thurman's house. We're we're examining the work and I, I guess he did molding. Like, I didn't know, I thought the job was to do a door frame. Yeah, I did too. But now she's examining the molding around the the walls. Her dining area, I guess. Yeah. Um, these chairs that are in the dining room are so modern, so yeah. bizarre to look at. Um, they have kind of um, a 45 degree cut in there. Just the way they are, they do not look to me be the kind of chairs that you would normally have in um in the show yeah nonetheless there it is um all right so another thing that i find interesting is that this is the genuine interior for the exterior like charles is bringing he packed up all the china that is the payment for his work and Mm -hmm. as he's walking out the front door you can see the same plant that is on the exterior of the house Oh. This is legitimately not a soundstage or, you know, the whole thing might be built on a soundstage, but mm-hmm. it's a house, you know, and they're inside. Um, yeah. It's not just like the interior and the exterior edited together to look like it's um, the same thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Not interesting. <laughs> and uh, so here we go. While you're loading that on the wagon, I'll, I'll fix it something to drink. Sounds good. Martini. <laughs> what? <laughs> going on here things are going pretty south but it's pretty nice um she's so kind i think that widow thurman all in all is a very just nice genuine sad woman you know because of her going through her mourning caroline is walking just happens to be walking by mrs thurman's house with a straight razor (laughs) and you know that's what's in the basket maybe and she sees from a distance. Like, what was she doing going by the Widow Thurman's house? I mean, she. That's what I was wondering. I don't think I've ever seen her walk by that house to get back home. But I mean, the girls walk by it, so maybe that's just another route. Well, my theory is there's um, a straight razor in there. So, 
But yeah, I mean, I, she's going through this terrible, terrible time, and she sees Charles sitting on a rocking chair in the front of the porch drinking some martinis <laughs> with two olives, and they're they're kind of just chatting away, and she's just so upset. It's like the perfect couple, right? I mean, if Widow Thurman, the house, Charles, the fern, everything, you can't ask for more. Or anything missing is Jack. <laughs> I think if Jack was in the scene, that would be the uh, that'd be the final now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here we go. We Charles comes home. The kids are all doing their work, and it's a pretty tense scene. Hey, darling, did you hear me call me? I heard you, Charles. Well, come on outside. I want to show you something. First, I have something I want to tell you. Well, it can wait. This is more important. Charles, it can't be more important. Well, I'm telling you, it's more important. Now, come on outside. Let's come on. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about in a minute. Divorce, Charles. <laughs> Divorce. <laughs> oh. There. Charles, what is it? Go on, look. Look inside. The ham. <laughs> Imagine that. You got me Ham. Open it up. That's just Mrs. Thurman's old china. I did a lot of wood refinishing to pay for it. I hope you like it. Unfortunately, Caroline cannot undo what she's already done to the Widow Thurman. (laughs) (laughs) Things get really dark in part two. Do you have a bird? Do I have a bird? Yes. No, there's a train. I hear a squeak. There's a train going by. I did hear the, I just heard that. I I heard a squeak. I don't know where that came from then. All right. It sounded like like a parakeet. Oh, well, there are some birds in the backyard. Maybe that, maybe it was one of those. Birds. Now, this was the comment. He makes a comment about the lies. And when I was a kid, for whatever reason, white lies. You know, it was one of those things where, you, oh, you can tell a white lie. It's okay to tell a white lie. Yeah. Is this a phrase that you would use as a kid? Um, maybe a little bit. Like, I think like it was a 70s thing or an 80s, early 80s yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I think we just called them lies. Like, I mm. mean, I don't think that our parents, I, I mean, I think our parents just were like, a lie is a lie, you know? There's. Yeah, I mean, that's the bottom line is it really is a lie is a lie. Yeah. Here we go. I do. You know, I, I had to tell an awful lot of white lies. Do you hear the squeaking? It's, yeah. it's on the actual recording. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Keep the secret. I hope you don't mind. I just talked over him saying white lies. I do. You know, I, I had to tell an awful lot of white lies to, to keep the secret. I hope you don't mind. What was it you wanted to talk to me about in the house? Talk to you about? You said you wanted to talk to me about something. Grab a lot of um, cloths and uh, we're going to have to go to the window thermos and clean up. 
like um, we're gonna have a lot more ferns in the house. Is basically what I'm saying. Oh, it's nothing. Really, it's nothing. Oh. Oh. I love you. Oh, this man. I, I really do think that that was a very sweet thing. We do. Um, just when you think it's over, though, of course, we have um, a Laura voiceover, which I, I don't know. I think we all love a good old Laura voiceover. We used the new dishes at supper that evening and every supper after that. That's because Ma said special dishes aren't for special times. They're for special people. And a family all together is the most special of all. family i think they're gonna make it (laughs) i think that's a i think it's a really sweet story and i don't know what kind of lesson you can really take from this except for to confront people soon maybe but then you ruin the entire surprise yeah yeah i don't know but nonetheless I, i think this was a really fun episode I think it's a really sweet episode and I don't know. I'm glad you chose it. Thank you. I, I like it too. I think it's a, it's a very good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shan, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and talk about a little house on the prairie. Absolutely. It was fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did. You have a good time. I, I can did. never tell. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not until I usually edit. Do I'm like, eh, I don't know. This person's, not really into it. Oh <laughs> so, no! Oh, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm really glad. And um, yeah, this was. I, I really enjoyed this episode. It's weird. Sometimes I'll think I'm, I don't know if I'm in the mood to watch a Little House, and I put it on. And I'm three minutes in. And I'm like, eh, I'm invested. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. It's always like a fun thing to talk about, especially these times. Can be you know from day to day. It could be trying. Um, mm-hmm trying um, to stay away from the news is something I've been doing and you know but some of it always seeps through you always kind of get something and this is kind of like eye bleach or a life bleach Um, and um, I just think that it's it's a really good thing so yeah definitely chose a great episode bravo and I hope you return to do another one thank you I would very much like to it was a lot of fun (laughs) thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting Walnut Grovecast by heading over to patreon.com slash walnutgrovecast. 